This is an RNZ podcast. The Pool B match between New Zealand and Italy in the city of Toyota will be cancelled. The Pool C match between England and France at Yokohama Stadium will be cancelled. As you can imagine, the decision to cancel these matches has not been taken lightly. That was Alan Gilpin, the head of the Rugby World Cup, announcing the controversial cancellation of pool games last weekend, including the All Blacks versus Italy. And as we mentioned last weekend here on Media Watch, broadcasters around the world were pretty ropeable about that. Last Sunday, there were even reports that broadcasting bosses were out for big sums in compensation. And that's just one example of the tensions that can arise when broadcasters don't get what they want from the bodies that are responsible for the sports they put on air. But last Monday, there was a case of a broad broadcaster and one sport's top brass acting in perfect harmony. Hello, I'm Goran Paladin and welcome to a new era in rugby. We are in the studios of Sky Sport News to officially announce the broadcasting partnership between Sky Sport and Sansar. In effect, it's an extension of the existing Sansar broadcast rights. That press conference last Monday in Sky Sports TV studio was run with the slickness of a TV broadcast. It revealed that the pay TV company Sky had retained live exclusive rights to top-grade rugby that have been the cornerstone of its business for a quarter of a century in exchange for an undisclosed sum of hundreds of millions of dollars and a 5% stake in Sky TV itself. Now, there are cases overseas of media companies investing in sports franchises and clubs or creating joint ventures to broadcast their content. But a sports body taking an equity stake in a media partner seemed to be a world first. Afterwards, New Zealand Rugby's chair Brent Impey told RNZ reporter Madison Reedy it was a deal that rugby in New Zealand really needed. The cost of rugby continues to accelerate, whether it's player salaries at the top level whole organisation of the game so it's a very hungry beast uh, New Zealand rugby so we needed to make sure that we're financially secure going into the future Um, otherwise we would have had to cut uh, costs and cutting costs in this uh, game is just cutting costs of uh, rugby programs which is the last thing we wanted to do. But there was nothing for other interested parties to celebrate, such as Spark, for example, which outbid Sky on cricket rights last week with an offer that Sky's boss Martin Stewart said in that same press conference Sky couldn't come anywhere near. But New Zealand rugby chair Brent Impey told reporters at that announcement they did the deal with Sky without considering any other bids. Um, we had discussions with, um, with Spark uh, earlier in the year uh, and so we were aware of... Uh, what they were pitching, where they were at. Um, so we didn't go into, uh, into this situation without uh, a lot of knowledge of, uh, of Spark's uh, position. But no, we made the decision um, over the weekend that we would not go to market, that we would settle with Sky. From Japan, New Zealand Rugby's chief executive Steve Chu also insisted they wouldn't have got a better deal elsewhere. And Sky TV's boss Martin Stewart said it was win-win for both of them. We have long known that there is mutual benefit when each of us succeeds and we are very pleased that New Zealand rugby is becoming a shareholder. However, some analysts pointed out that this is probably also likely to be an investment in keeping the rights with Sky for even longer than the five-year term they've just agreed. In The Herald, for example, tech writer Chris Keel said it puts New Zealand rugby in a completely conflicted position because... The next time Sansa or Rugby World Cup rights come up for grabs, it will diminish its investment in Sky if New Zealand rugby punts for Spark or a new contender like Amazon. And that possibility prompted RNZ's Madison Reedy to put this question to Brent Impey. 
Where does this then leave New Zealand rugby when Sky is bidding for more sports rights, particularly rugby rights? Is that not a conflict of interest? Uh, no, I can't see it as a conflict of interest. If they're bidding for more rugby rights, well, that's uh, um, exactly uh, synergistic with us because uh, we want them to bid for, uh, for more rugby rights and, um, and other sports. Um, Sky has uh, signalled a, a new direction and uh, we support uh, that new direction. I, I can't see a conflict of interest and at 5% it's not, a, not an issue. But that would become an issue if cash-strapped Sky surrenders more of itself in future deals than the 5% stake it's already handed over to New Zealand Rugby. And Checkpoint's Lisa Owen put Sky's CEO Martin Stewart on the spot about that later on Monday in this intriguing exchange. Do you anticipate that there will be more deals that involve equity? No, I don't, no. I think that, you, I think that from the point of view of New Zealand sport, uh, rugby is clearly the premier sport in the country. Uh, it has a very unique position within uh, the psyche of uh, New Zealanders. Uh, I think it was appropriate um, for us to do the deal that we've done. So um, only for the top shelf then, only for rugby equity you were prepared to give up? I, I don't see that it's a relevant discussion for other sports. We are very, very pleased with the uh, other relationships that we have. Uh, we make sure that we look at those relationships and make sure uh, that, um, that we are giving value um, to the particular sports code. But could New Zealand yeah. rugby come back for a bit more next time round? Could that still be on the table? More equity with future deals to New Zealand rugby? I think that what we're looking at is an overall package of what we've put, uh, put on the table for, for New Zealand rugby. Um, how we develop uh, together over the next six years uh, remains to be seen. I think that we have a bright future together. The boss of Sky TV, Martin Stewart, talking to Lisa Owen there on RNZ's Checkpoint last Monday. Now on its website that night, Checkpoint described that as the boss of Sky TV ruling out giving away any more Sky shares to secure other sports rights. But as far as rugby rights were concerned, Martin Stewart had merely said that he didn't anticipate any further deal involving equity in Sky. And before Monday's announcement, no one else had anticipated the 5% equity deal either. In a comment piece published by the New Zealand Herald on Monday, telecommunications and IT lawyer Michael Wigley reckoned that the deal, which was approved by Sky shareholders as expected on Thursday, might also need clearance from the Commerce Commission to go any further. Sky in its announcement this morning to the market correctly stated that it is the only platform that can provide the footy over all three of satellite TV, free-to-air, prime and online. That's monopoly talk and New Zealand rugby has the monopoly rights over live rugby and that is hot property. So it remains to be seen if the business watchdog does see any case to answer. But outside of the business and financial aspects of all of this... What about the programming? One Media Watch listener this week wrote to us to ask, Can we really expect the commentators and presenters to be critical of New Zealand rugby? We already have cheerleading on Sky with many former players dominating its programmes. And this was a question that was also raised at the announcement on Monday when TVNZ reporter Laura Janes asked this. Can you comment on what it means um, for the impartiality of Sky's rugby coverage and commentary um, when it involves Sky commentating on a (laughs) co-owner? Well, you could... (laughs) And after that awkward pause, Sky's Martin Stewart answered like this. We don't influence the editorial on our shows in any way. I don't think New Zealand Rugby would expect us to. I think the value of... uh, of our our coverage is that it's actually driven by people with a deep passion for rugby, a deep understanding of rugby and a deep experience 
of playing the game, watching the game, coaching in the game. Uh, I think if we tried in any way to limit uh, their contributions, uh, then the viewers would, would sense that inauth- inauthenticity and, uh, and we, wouldn't, uh, we wouldn't have the successful shows that we have. Well, one journalist who's not expecting any challenging and independent perspectives on New Zealand rugby's affairs on Sky in the future is the Herald sports editor-at-large, Dylan Cleaver. In the Herald on Monday, he wrote that Sky has positioned itself as little more than an in-house production company for New Zealand rugby. And he added... Given the most journalism-averse national sporting organisation in the country now has a stake in the company, it's difficult to foresee a much-needed change of direction towards a punchier product. Sky has always been horrendous at covering genuine rugby issues. It's brilliant at covering matches, world-leading in many respects, but it's like a beautifully designed living room without any furniture. With the cricket broadcast deals done last week and the big rugby one this week, the thick end of a billion dollars has been poured into the two top sports in this country. As the Herald's Dylan Cleaver put it in the paper this week, it's just a shame that right now the only losers in all this seem to be the one sector that's meant to benefit most from competition, the consumer.